This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. All right, guys. Exciting episode today. So we have on the SCOTUS squad, which Mallory was a part of, what was it, September, October? Yeah, September, October, and like three days in November. (laughs) Yep. So we have Mallory, (laughs) Autumn, and Fernanda on. And um, we're going to just talk about what Scotty Squad is and kind of their role in helping get Amy Coming Barrett um, sworn in. So, Autumn, I'm going to ask you guys all the same questions, but tell us a little bit about yourself. And- Wait, really quick. Yeah. I do want to say there is another member, Melanie, missing. And then we also had two other members, Grace and Chloe. I just want to recognize. Okay, so we this have is not the full group. 50% of the SCOTA squad here today. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah. I'm going to okay, start. Sorry, I'm going to ask all you guys the same questions. We're going to start with Autumn. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the SCOTUS squad. So I have been with Students for Life of America since I was about 16. Um, I interned for them for a couple of years while I was still in high school. Um, and then I got hired part-time when I graduated. So I've been with Students for Life for a very long time. I've gone to every single March for Life since I joined with them. So I'm used to just getting on planes last minute and going to an event with Students for Life. Um, so I wasn't too surprised when Kristen emailed me, the president of Students for Life, and she said, hey, can you come to D.C. on Thursday for a month? And I just remember thinking, does she mean like for the end of this month? Because there's no way they're asking me to go to D.C. for a month. But I just said yes. Um, it was a Tuesday. So I was like, went shopping, got some clothes, packed everything I could into a carry-on and hopped on a plane. And I really had no expectation of what I was even doing there. I mean, there was very little context of what my purpose in DC was before I went. So I remember landing, showing up to Airbnb. I had no idea who the other people were going to be. I didn't know how many girls I was sharing a room with or an air, just really nothing. So I walked into it blindly. Um, but it was really amazing. Um, It was very kind of rapid response type of things. So every day for us looked a little bit different. We never knew exactly what was going to happen, how many hours we were going to have to be out there working days off. Like it was really day by day. We were just kind of figuring it out, but it was really amazing. We were just um, there to be a pro-life presence. 
at the Supreme Court during the Amy Coney Barrett hearings, as well as the Women's March that happened that same time. Um, So we were also there to counter protest. The protesters was kind of our job. Um, It was fun because towards the end of the month, you know, all of the older women that would be out there every day started to recognize us. And when the pro-choicers would come, they intimidated them. So they'd kind of pull back and then we'd come around the corner with our signs and the old ladies would just like cheer. They were so excited to see us. <laughs> so it kind of became like our home, those steps in front of the Supreme Court. So it was a really amazing month. But I mean, the way I would describe it is just activism every day, all day um, to support Amy Coney Barrett and to support pro-life policies and stand up for the pre-born. Awesome. Fernanda? Um, so for me, I got involved with Students for Life first, like at my college, like the chapter, that's at my college. And then the president told me like, hey, Students for Life have like this fellowship. Do so you want to apply? And I was just like, sure. And then I applied to the Wilberforce Fellowship. That's the one I'm doing right now. It's about to end in like two weeks. And then Mary, who is the like the organizer for my fellowship, she sent an email and then she was like, do you want to go to D.C.? And at first I read it and I thought it was for a weekend. So I was just like, sure. And then as I was typing, I was like, oh, it's a month. And then I told my mom, like, it's a month. And then she was like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, I mean, it's now or never. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like there's no other time I'm going to have like that much time free. So I was just like, sure, I'll do it. And then I went, but I I was like super scared because like my first language is Spanish. So I was like, I haven't like spoken English in a super long time because I haven't like been in school. So I was freaking out. And then I was just like, I don't know anyone. Like I saw the list and then I saw Melanie, Mallory, Autumn. And I was like, I just know who Autumn is. And I have, oh no, I think Autumn wasn't even on the list. No, Autumn wasn't on the list. No, she wasn't on the list. So I was just like, I remember I looked up Mallory and Melanie on Instagram and I was like, okay, they look nice, but I didn't follow them because I was going to be creepy. So um, I just got there and I was just like, hi, I don't know anyone. I was so shy. And then that was like the first pro-life, like big thing that I did. Like going to SCOTUS was my first like counter protest and everything like it was so crazy because I was super scared but like Mallory Melanie and Autumn they're like super like they go for it so just like I might as well so it was super fun honestly now I forgot to ask um Autumn this and I'll ask you this first Renata where are you right now are you like west coast um so right now I'm in Mexico (laughs) but I'm like um next to El Paso Texas okay but yeah that's where I go to school so I go to school in Texas. That's why I'm part of Students for Life. Okay. And you, Autumn, where are you? I actually live in Washington State. So okay. I work for Students for Life remotely. Um, and then I'm just doing online school. So I was totally on the other side of the country when they asked me to go to D.C. <laughs> okay. All right. Mallory, how did you get involved with the SCOTA squad? So, okay. Stephanie, who shout out Stephanie, she has been doing our blog the last couple of blog posts. I think the last 10 have been Steph. Um, she emailed me and was like, Hey Mal, this looks like a cool opportunity, something you'd be interested in. And all I saw was DC. So I was like, Oh yeah, cool. And then I saw it for a month and I was like, Oh yeah, cool. And then I was like, Oh wait, you mean I have to leave like tomorrow or I have to leave next week. So here was the crazy part. I already had, I was going to be in DC for, um, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday for a conference 
And they wanted me in by that Monday. So when Steph and I talked that Wednesday, I was actually leaving CMRW with, uh, and that's where I met Madison um, Cawthorn. I'll never forget. That was such a great event. And then Steph was like, okay, this is a crazy idea. What if you just stay in DC after your conference? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I mean, I'm spontaneous, but I also, I can't pack in one or like, I can't plan this in one day. So I literally had like 12 hours to decide whether I would just go ahead and say the full time or if I would just come back. So I ended up just coming back because that was just like, I, you know, I was going to do it either way, but it was just like, whoo, too close of a time. So anyway, so I was in DC till Sunday. And then that's when I met Melanie because Melanie um, came in we shared a hotel room and um, yeah, so we shared a hotel room. That's when I met Melanie. And then right after like afternoon for a couple of hours, we went, um, the two of us shared the hotel room and then the other staff um, had an Airbnb and we met at like a NARAL protest or something like that. So Melanie and I got there super early. This has nothing really to do with Skoda Squad, but it's a good story. So Melanie and I got there super early and we're like waiting like, wow, they're late. Okay. Like, and this was my first time like doing like a protest, like before, like I, so another reason why I was there that weekend is because Saturday I was one of the people who prayed for, um, when uh, Donald Trump announced that he was going to nominate her. So I was one of the people that prayed mm. and I was already there for that. So I had done stuff like that. I had lobby, but I had never done like a protest type thing. And then neither, I don't think, no, Melanie had, but we were just kind of like sitting there like outside of SCOTUS just waiting like, okay, okay. And then we hear like a siren and then we just hear these loud people screaming. I was like, who are those guys? And it was like the group we were with. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So we're just going for it then. So like they came in with the sirens screaming. And like, it was like really exhilarating. Like it was just like super intense. That was also when the other autumn got punched. Um, it was just, it was a crazy experience. Anyway, so that happened. And then I had to like, I was like sprinting to the hotel to get my um, suitcase because I had to go to the airport and I was like, I was pushing it. I literally like, I maybe had 10 minutes between when they were going to close the doors and when I got there. So then I went home and then I came back um, that, I guess, what was the day everybody got there? Thursday? Was that Thursday, right? Maybe it was Wednesday. I think we all kind of got there different days. Oh oh, yeah, because okay because you came in the day I was leaving but they couldn't because our times were different so maybe it was Thursday when everybody like yeah because I stayed of us yeah I I stayed with the other team for a few days before we all moved to that one Airbnb so I was in DC for a few days before you guys got there yeah yeah you were technically the last one so that Wednesday I think it was a Wednesday so I got there and like I am very much like a not spontaneous. I don't want to say spontaneous because I'm well, I you're am, not spontaneous. I'm not, but like, I feel like when they said, <laughs> I feel like when they said, come to DC, I was like, yeah, what, I guess, what is that called? Like a God moment? A God. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway. So I'm just, and I'm also very go with the flow to an extent. I'm very go with the flow. So <laughs> I was there and I was just I like, like oh, what, wait, what? No, Mallory's like, I'm really spontaneous, but I'm not. And I'm really outgoing, but I'm not. And I'm really go with the flow, but I'm also super not. <laughs> but I feel like the important part was that it was DC and you love DC. Like if yeah. you were in a city, you would have doubted. 
Yeah, that's true. So like, okay, so I get there and I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to meet these girls. I It's fine. It's no problem. I knew Melanie for like 10 seconds. So I was like, okay. And then we ended up rooming together. And I was like, okay, cool. I know she's not weird. So it's cool that she's in my room. Um, And then I, I Would you know, have like, kicked her out if she was weird? No, I wouldn't have <laughs> kicked her out. There was no okay, room like keep her. anybody out. Yeah, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked you kick anyway. her out and she moves like two feet like that place is <laughs> tiny she's it was weird so she tiny. sleeps on the couch well okay so here's okay just a, a funny story about the airbnb so fernanda and i ended up sharing a bit um, melanie was in <laughs> was on an air mattress someone had a roof and then there was a couch that when new people would come in, well, so part of the reason why Melanie, Fernanda, and Autumn and I were like kind of close is because we kind of stayed the whole, we got there first, we stayed the whole time. The other girls, you know, we loved them and everything, but um, they were rotating. Some, one of them rotating. It was more of a rotation situation. So whenever a new person would come, it was like they would get the couch. So here's the problem with the couch. The couch was our only space to watch TV. It was our only space to live. So if you <laughs> do not like people or if you are uncomfortable with people constantly in your space the couch is not the place to be so there was a lot of shifting of homes and and airbnbs for the couch people the couch yeah the couch people there were people eventually there were people on the couch um but anyway yeah so it was a really interesting i didn't know anybody um i didn't really have any expectations to be honest i brought like um dress clothes because I thought at one point we would be in um Me too. yeah I thought it was going to be more like meeting with policy Her. people and <laughs> yeah. going to meetings and so I packed more business attire I was like I should have just brought jeans and t-shirts and tennis shoes yeah so you guys are pretty much on the steps of like SCOTUS every single day with signs supporting were there other groups out there supporting amy coming Baird, or is it predominantly just you guys consistently it was us um there was an organization called concerned women for america they were supporting amy and then i think there was a, a couple other um i know there there was a group that had confirm amy signs and i don't remember exactly who yeah they there was a couple of oh yeah yeah usually for the bigger events more people would come yeah but like like the day that she her first day of the hearing the day she was confirmed and then like one other day or and maybe even the march there were tons of people but then like it was coming in and out the rest of the time yeah what were you saying fernanda no there was this what was the name of the the ones like with the pink bus moms for amy something like that no, that was Concerned Women for America. Oh, okay. And then there were like moms for every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was super cute. Um, you would have liked the the bus. All right. So you guys are out there on the steps with your signs like every single day. What was kind of the idea behind that? It wasn't really our idea. We were told to go there. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, what was kind of like the concept of? Because you, you, you guys thought you're going to be more talking. There's with. a lot of things we did not want to do outside. <laughs> and that's a Christian. Well, we you guys. Know. Well, you guys thought you were going to be talking more with like politicians. I mean, like, hey, this is why you should confirm her stuff like that. But you guys ended up 
I guess protesting more saying like yeah we're protesting because we want to keep like we want her yeah what was kind of like the thought process behind students for life to do that I think oh you can go ahead if you want well I just want to say I think the process the thought process was they had we're gonna have people so we should have people I think that and this is just a side note um I think that's something we need to be doing anyway at the end of the day we I think we are so complacent with so many things we have to if the left is doing it we need to be doing it if pro choice point whoa pro choicers <laughs> are doing it then we need to be doing it and I think that was just their mindset like so the pro choicers had people out there protesting against her being confirmed every oh, single day. Oh, every day. Yeah. yeah, and I think also um, kind of the intention behind it was to have consistency there because we do have students in that area, but we wa- they wanted a designated group that mm-hmm. their whole goal that month was to be there because um, there's media out there constantly. I mean, that whole month, almost every single day, there'd be people who showed up with cameras. And so we just wanted to make our present know or our presence known um and consistently um because yeah yeah, like like Mallory said as long as you know there's pro-choicers out there we'd be out there and I think that we proved that I mean we were always the last ones out there we would never leave before every single pro-choicer had packed up and left and sometimes Mm -hmm. it was 20 minutes sometimes it was like seven hours so that was our whole goal was just to be there and I think as long and then longer oh sorry I think it's also important because like I feel like people have this idea of pro-lifers being like old people and I'm like no there's a bunch of us so yeah because there was a lot of like left um people like young people and some of them were nice some of them were rude but it was like you have to be there to show that you care about this because we can be on social media and that's great but like the presence that we made like I feel like it really had an impact because the media loved us like they would always take pictures of us so I think that was also really important like just letting them know that we're there and we want her confirmed yeah because I saw what CBS News did a story on you guys if I recall yeah was that CBS News or was it different everyone everyone it was again there's a big national story I remember seeing it was Juju Chang did it on Melanie and then we were there yeah I didn't mean it the way it came out but like (laughs) it was featured well in my head because they so in the thing it was about pro-choicers and pro-lifers and Melanie uh was there and then the pro-choicer and it was interesting just yeah it was just I remember I watched it them. yeah because I remember Did you really out. I think because you posted it oh okay yeah you posted it <laughs> I watched it of course okay I thought like you no. found out about it or dude I don't know. we That's don't cool. have cable tv what do you think I just watch it on tv I thought you some people I don't know who but some people watch like 2020 on Friday nights Oh, we don't do. have cable tv so no if it's not on if it's not streaming I'm not watching it oh well, it was a really, thank you for watching it online. Um, the other thing I was going to say really quick, oh, was about our impact. So when um, Brooke and I were at, in South Carolina, a couple, I guess a few it's months a month ago. ago. Yeah, it was a month ago. Um, this lady was like, oh, who are you guys with? We're like students for life. And this lady was like, 
oh, they had the sweetest girls. We were in DC and they had the sweetest girls up there. They were, um, what were they called? And I was like, oh, possibly. <laughs> you guys laughing makes me laugh. And I was like, possibly the SCOTUS squad. They're like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, actually it was one of those girls. I wanted to be like, you want my autograph? I was joking. <laughs> But like I just she, love how you introduced it. You're like, oh, you know what? It might be um oh, was it the Scotus Squad? <laughs> as seen on TV yes. the Scotus Squad. Yeah, as seen on you might have seen them in magazines, maybe. <laughs> um, but no, it was just really cool that she remembered and like she was like, that was a really good idea. And then she said she was a donor too, so that was good as well. Awesome. Yeah, that helped a lot. Um, so yeah. So, so how did you guys, I guess. Well, I think, I guess we touched on it a little bit, but how did you guys help in making sure Amy Comey Barrett got confirmed? So I know it's just a lot of it was advocacy. Did you guys do anything else? I guess, how do you, I guess in your eyes, what do you believe, what was like the one thing that you believed helped got her confirmed in your eyes? I think, oh, Autumn, did you want to go? No, that's okay. You can go ahead. Um, I was just going to point out too that we did Student Swipe Action um, compiled a huge list of signatures saying, you know, encouraging senators to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. So we dropped off like bins full of signatures, encouraging them to um, confirm Amy. And so I think with advocacy, it was also a little bit of like political encouragement um, from Student Swipe Action as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, so I had a friend that I met and I forgot his exact job, but he, okay, sorry. I just remember. I need, anyway. Um, and he texted me and was like, Hey, I see what you're doing. And, um, just so you know, she knows that you guys are out there. So I don't necessarily think like we kept her going. Like that sounds way too <laughs> cocky, but what I think you're motivated was, knowing that there was that love and well, support. Well, I was like, it was us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying like it was solely on us, but what I am saying though, is that like, I think that I mean, it was odd. Like the reality was it was odd seeing the four to six of four to six of us out there all the time. We became regular. So like people were talking about and I think that kind of just showed that like, okay, there's this is interesting because I mean, we were everywhere like they we found out that there was this thing going on then we would be there and like that gets people talking just how if anyone listening if you guys are in ever the conservative world it is so small everybody you meet knows somebody you know and that's kind of how it was like people were talking about it I mean um if you were just in that circle like it and I think that just helped encourage people and I think it also got some of the senators thinking about it. I think it got her thinking about it it's just being different and odd gets people's attention and I think that was kind of like the main like what yeah. and I think part of it too is it may not have affected you know the confirmation of Amy, Amy Kearney Barrett but I do think that it'll affect you know future confirmations of Supreme Court justices and senators, when young people see other young people caring about something, it clicks in their head that, oh, maybe I should care about that too. Mm-hmm. When you I can see do people well. that, yeah, like, you know, because a lot of us were just students that Students for Life randomly plucked. Um, there's so many of us that could have totally done what we did. And it's just, 
you know, the willingness to say yes. And also, you know, the willingness to step outside of your comfort zone sometimes. But I think that just seeing people your age doing something and being like, oh, I can do that. Like, you don't have to be a like adult with a full-time job and whatever. Like you can just go do things as a student and be an activist and make a difference and stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. yeah. Fernanda, what do you think was the one thing y'all did that got her confirmed? I honestly think that just being there, because we were like a permanent presence. Like we were there every day. Like you have no idea. Sometimes we would be like at the Airbnb for like five minutes. And then they were, they were like, you have to go. And we're like, okay, let's go, let's go. And we would just like ran outside. So I think like being there every single day, it just shows how much we cared that Mm -hmm. we, we weren't there for like, okay, 15 minutes. And then I have to leave. Like, no, we switch everything around. Like we had class, like some of us were working too, but like, it was that important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and people could totally see that. Yeah. Cause I remember a few times I, I was able to, you know, I connected with people that are out there, whether it was donors or people that were with confirm Amy. And sometimes we'd be in our Airbnb at 8am and I'd be getting texts. Like, can you please come? Where are you? Like there are people here. And so we, I feel like we kind of became like an emotional support to all the other <laughs> pro-life because they're like, okay, if we have them, then we're, there's more people and we can do this. Like it's kind of when you have people to walk shoulder to shoulder with, mm-hmm. you feel more confident doing it. And so I think just like having a group that was going to be there, it made other pro-lifers comfortable in showing up because they knew at least the SCOTUS God would be there and they wouldn't be alone. How are y'all able to balance classes with this? Because I think all three of you guys are students at the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> they would just have their Zoom like in their back pocket on mute. <laughs> I mean, there were times, yeah, and there were times where, like, I just, I mean, when we went to the zoo that one time, remember, I was, like, in a class. (laughs) Yeah, like, for me, I was, like, a full-time student, and then I had a part-time job, so it was crazy, but, like, my, like, my boss, she's very understanding, so she was, like, I know this is important for you, so if you ever have to leave, leave. Or if I was at a class and I was just like, I already know this, like, it's more important. Like I have to leave. I would just leave. Like, cause like, I'm not saying that school is not important. Like I still did all of my homework. Like we would get home like 10 PM. Like we were all tired, but then we still had to do homework. So it was like just time management and like putting like this as a priority. Yeah. And then I think just a side note, um, like Fernanda said, school is absolutely important. Everybody get your education, especially, you know, if you want to be a doctor, I think it, the whole anti-school thing doesn't make sense if you want to be a doctor or if you want to be like a lawyer or a dentist or something like that. Um, so get your education. But I also think like what's really important is experience as well. So you just have the balance. And then also too, like networking, how you get your jobs is not necessarily you turn in an A and then okay, there you go. Like how you get your job is like networking, knowing people. And I mean, I don't, Autumn and Fernanda, um, Melanie, Chloe, Grace, they're all my really good friends now. And, you know, not that I was like networking when we were hanging out, but like, this is like, you're making connections. So like, if you 
you know, I'm not saying like, don't do your class, but try to prioritize. Like, I think networking should be just as much as a priority as your classes. And also to realizing like what's important at that moment. Can you email your teacher and say, hey, I can't get this in right now. Then, and they will be understanding. Then yeah. Now if you're, if it's like a final and it's like 80% of your grade, okay. Like, you know, be realistic. Obviously don't miss that, but it's about, balancing and understanding that like it's all important yeah that's good advice um question for each of you why was it important to confirm amy cummy barrett i'll start with you fernanda i mean to me like every everything was important like first of all like students for life like we want to abolish abortion and she can help us do that and also i feel like it's a super important like message to give to like women like us. Mm-hmm. For example, I want to be an attorney. So I was always freaking out, like, how am I going to go to law school and then get married and then have kids and then be an, a lawyer? Like, I was just like, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then I, I see her, she has like, what, seven kids, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she was a professor and now she's a justice. So it's like, like telling us you can do that. You can be successful and you can abolish abortion while being successful. You can have it all. The left tells us the lie that we can't, but we actually can, and she proves it. Um, Autumn, why was it important to you? Yeah, I mean, I just think that she really shatters so many stereotypes that the left has created. Um, You know, things like you have to have an abortion in order to focus on your career and all of these different things. And this is what a feminist looks like. And this is what you need to prioritize in your life. And it leaves women who have a desire to have a family and build a home and have a healthy, strong marriage and walk in faith. And it makes them feel like they will never fit into what a successful woman looks like. And that's what's really dangerous about the feminist narrative. Um, That's what it's telling, I mean, essentially conservative women, is that your success is not success because it doesn't look like my success. Mm -hmm. Um, But Amy Coney Barrett is now sitting on the highest court in the nation with a strong faith, a strong marriage, and beautiful children, including children that she has adopted. And so I think that it's just inspiring to conservative women and comforting to feel like your desires are validated and that your desires are successful, whether that's being a mom or having a marriage, whatever that looks like. Um, We don't need to be defined by what the feminist movement wants women to look like. So I think it was just inspiring to see somebody who's such a feminine icon on the highest court in the nation, especially that she's pro-life, of course. Um, We love that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love how you describe it. Because, I mean, I want a career. I want, I mean, I'm married, so I want a good marriage. I want kids. But I also want to be like a bad A boss babe, you know? And the left tells us we can't do that, but Amy Coney Barrett says we can. Um, Mal, why was it important for you? So everything both of them said 100%. Um, I'll just add my own little twist to it. Um, So yes, the biggest thing for me, um, well, it was two big things. And honestly, I view them as equal, is that she was a constitutionalist. She's going to look at the constitution and... She's not going to add her own, what do they call it, um, activism from the bench. There's none of that. With, and I, I appreciate that. And I trust that. And that is the type of justice I personally want. I don't really want 
And that's why conservatives like their justices. And Ali Stuckey said this in one of the podcasts. So that's also why conservatives get frustrated with their justices, because even if it's something that we really, really want, if it doesn't fit with the Constitution, they're not going to go with that. And I just, I really, really appreciated that. And because of that, we know that she is pro-life and um, we know that she's going to go the... um, Abortion is not constitutional. Like, there's no provision in the constitution for abortion. So we know that, I mean, it's a possibility. I've said that to some people and they usually laugh, but I'm like, no, it's, it's real. Like it, it could happen. Is it going to happen tomorrow? I don't think so. I mean, who, this world, this year has been crazy. Who knows what could happen tomorrow, but I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but I think it is definitely possible. And we are very grateful that she is on there for that. And then the second thing is just like what Fernanda and Autumn both said, and technically what you said too, is like, I just love that she is doing both. I think that is so important. Everyone and their grandmother knows that one day I want to be married with kids (laughs) and I want to be married with a lot of kids. And like, I just love that she is doing it all. I mean, seven kids, that's goals. Like literally I would like eight kids, like that's goals. And to also be a great, um, wife and to also have an amazing career I think that's amazing and I think I mean it just shows that you can and I it concerns me when we hear I mean on Twitter all the time and I know Twitter isn't the real world but I people are saying things I'm sure people are talking about like it just really concerns me how women just really think it's not possible to do it all with kids and I think that especially um in today's culture, we are really battling this. And I know I battle it as someone who's single. I battle the, I'm going to be this person. I don't need no man. I Life is so much better without kids. Like I battle that. We all battle that just because you, it's just how it appears. But the reality is you can do it all. Like, I mean, people are doing it all. And I think that she having her as that example, having her as that example in the highest court of the land Having her as that example and someone who is a conservative, someone who is pro-life just speaks so many volumes. And it, I mean, it's, I don't, I, I'm speechless. Like it's just, it speaks volumes. Yeah. All right. Final question and keep, let's keep the story brief because we're kind of running low on time. Excuse me. Uh, I want to hear the story about when you guys counter protested the women's march. Ooh. Autumn should go first because she did something special. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite days of the whole month. Um, me, Kevin, and Mary Kate, who used to work for the C3, uh, we dressed up in our most liberal C4. clothes. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Um, but we dressed up in non pro life gear. So I took off my pro life gen shirt. I put on my mom jeans, and my Doc Martens, and my like ripped shirt. Anyways, we went down to the women's march um, and we posed as independent interviewers that were asking questions about the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. And it was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever done because we literally had women who were dressed in, you know, the pink pun parenthood hats and the handmaiden tails costumes. I mean, they looked insane. And they would literally say things like, well, yes, she's qualified, but I don't think that she should be on the court because she doesn't support abortion enough. Or things like, I don't want her on the court because she's a Christian. I mean, these things were coming out of people's mouths. They would say she's 100% qualified, whatever. She's well-spoken. She's smart. She's a constitutionalist. I don't care about any of that. I want somebody who's going to further abortion in this country. So 
it really showed the true colors. I one time even asked somebody, I said, well, would you consider this more a anti-Trump, anti-Amy Coney Barrett and pro-abortion march? And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. We kind of figured that. Um, people started to quickly realize by my questions, because it's hard for me to like stay neutral. I'd ask pretty <laughs> obvious questions. All of a sudden they'd be like, wait, who are you with? And I was like, nobody, <laughs> just me. <laughs> I'm with Buckfeed. I get so mad. And then they're like, I'm not talking. I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, I'm not forcing anything out of you. And if you don't trust yourself to say something smart, then that's fine. Like, if you think you're going to put yourself in a corner, then okay, we can end this interview. But like, they would freak out the moment they didn't think I supported them. Whereas I get questioned by pro choicers all day, every day. I'm like, ask me any question you want. Pro life movement is true. So you're not going to back me into a corner. But Anyways, then I, we rushed back to the Supreme Court. I put my pro-life gen shirt back on. And then that's when the women march happened. It was, it was like a really insane day. It was one of the funniest things I've ever done because we literally crashed it. And I'll let Mallory and Fernanda talk more about that. But that was a first in my students for life experience of like hiding in a bush. And then it felt like we were crashing like a parade or something like, cause there were so many people they all had their banners. And my favorite part is I was filming, we jump out. And at first they thought that we were with them. So they're all excited that there's more women joining. We have this huge sign and then they read it and they were like, get them out. And by then it was too late because we were already at the Supreme Court, but yeah, crazy day. One of the longest days of my life. That was definitely one of the days where we like booked it back to the Airbnb, checked in on our classes, grabbed a protein bar, and then we're right back out. So tell me, okay, so you guys were all waiting at the Supreme Court. You jumped in to the march with your signs. The marchers read your signs and are like, okay, get out. What what happened next? Mal? Okay, so I also want to describe really quick how well I guess okay so she described her interviews you guys been waiting on the supreme court steps what happened while she was doing her interviews and you guys were there okay well first thing we ordered starbucks (laughs) (laughs) we were trying to get it before we crashed but we didn't um and then starbucks realized you were conservative (laughs) and go oh no we're canceling this order No, actually, it came just late. And it was just this whole thing. Um, But while we were waiting, like in my head, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I knew the instructions. I knew we were hiding in a bush and we were coming out. But I guess I just didn't realize like how not how like odd, I guess, or like it was almost like we were being spies. Like it was just it was so cool. And so undercover. like undercover yeah so we're in the bush and we can't like show our signs because the signs are also like super like it was marketed for this time so and they were ultrasounds yeah the ultrasounds and it was the coolest thing ever so we come out from the bush and like the people are behind us I can't see what's going on behind so I'm just like and also too I'm like trying to keep up with every like the group that I'm with and I like have the sign and everything but then the thing that like made me tear up was when we came across the corner some of the other members from Students for Life had like the it was like a wall of ultrasounds like right there and I didn't know that was going to happen so I was like oh my goodness this is so beautiful 
Like it was just the coolest thing. I really feel like I peaked. I've been like praying, like God, please don't let this. Like at twenty five, how old? <laughs> yeah, I was twenty five. At twenty five, I don't want to have peaked at twenty five. Like it was just the coolest experience because, like, it. And I feel like it was very impactful too, because like Autumn said, like everybody at first was like, "Oh, this is cool," and then they were so mm-hmm. mad, and like that was also kind of cool too, because I mean that was why we did it, like to make a point. And then we kind of just stood at the Supreme Court and then we stood at one spot and people just like yelled at us. And then like, um, it's crazy how violent they're willing to get. Yeah. Yeah. So we stayed, I think it was me, Grace and Melanie were at one spot. And then eventually I remember thinking, okay, where is everybody else? So then we went and got with them and then that's when it started getting violent. And Fernando, you want to take over from here? Honestly, it was like, like such a crazy day I just remember like running to the front it was like so much adrenaline like it was just I was just jumping I couldn't handle it and then this Starbucks thing so I had to go get it but it was like on the other side so it was like me walking by myself with my like pro-life gen shirt and I've never been more scared like people would look at me and they were just like like they yelled stuff at me they were so mad and I'm like like you have selected feminism like that's not a women's march like just because you don't agree with me like am I not a woman then do I like do I not have the same value as you just because I don't like we have this one issue that we don't agree with so that's the day that I realized like you're not fighting for women you're fighting for what you think it's right I so it liberal views yeah and it was so sad I remember I was just standing with a like with an ultrasound sign and I was just standing there and then a girl came up to me and she started cursing at me and then I was just like okay have a good day and then she got even like more mad because I didn't say anything like she was expecting me to respond and I'm like we are not gonna have like a fight over this I'm not gonna be rude over this I'm just well, take out take out the curse words what was she like what was her message essentially so she, she was just like cursing me. She was just like, but it was like, uh, the curse words were the message. <laughs> okay, so there wasn't like, it was like, it was like beep beep beep. You suck. Beep beep beep. Yeah, yeah um, like Abortion that. is healthcare. Beep beep beep. It was just like beep 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 beep. She, she didn't even mention abortion. She just wanted to curse <laughs> at me personally, and I was like, okay. And then I don't remember what she said, um, but she was like, you white people, and I'm like, I'm Mexican, <laughs> and then she was like. And she left. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, like it just, um, it also made you, like uh, Fernanda said, it really made you realize that like people don't, they don't know you and they think that you only care about one thing. And yeah, we were there because we are women and because we care about preborn and the born women. And it was a women's march. Mm-hmm. People don't know, for example, like this podcast, we raise money to get tampons for women's shelter. People don't know that, I don't know, Autumn plays with orphans in Aruba. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. Aruba. <laughs> Aruba is probably, anyway, people don't know. Basically, the- like we do other things that yeah. support women and families. Right. People don't know that, but they just automatically assume we're one thing. And one um, thing that I started saying 
during that event was, and I say this all the time now, is like, you don't get mad at people at cancer rallies for not supporting diabetes. You don't, the people at cancer mm-hmm. places, they care about people with diabetes too. It's just right now we're talking about cancer. So why cannot, why can't we talk about abortion and talk about how we'd like to abolish it right now? And then next week, invite me to your women's foster care event or foster care event. Yeah. It's just in like Fernanda also said, it's selective feminism. Yeah. Um, It's selective. And it really, the other thing, just a side note, not that I can be given out relationship advice, but I know one thing or another is like the guys out there. Oh my goodness. Like I just, that was so strange to me. The guys, I guess they were with their feminist guys, feminist guys. I guess they were with their girlfriends or they, I, I don't know, but the guys out there, like, oh my gosh, beta male energy, not attractive. Like it just, that just Look, really, it, really makes me mad because I'm like, really what you're doing and the same thing with, you know, I'm anti-birth control. Um, I'm not Catholic, so it's not necessarily a religious stance against it. It's that it's bad for women. Okay. Um, thank you. And it, I was on birth control it, for two years and gained 40 pounds off of it. And I'm trying yeah. to, and I've and never had issues gaining that, weight. Totally. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable to me that it's like, okay, well, why are you doing this so that men can have sex with you with no consequences? You're putting your body through so much crap mm-hmm. so that a guy doesn't have to wear a condom because he doesn't like it. It's like how if mm-hmm. feminists not clicked on to the fact that abortion enables abusive boyfriends who Mm -hmm. want no consequences to their action Mm -hmm. and birth control is allowing them to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting because of course the boyfriends are out there. Mm -hmm. Of course they are. Of course they're pro-choice and they're feminist because it benefits them and it gets them out of situations of responsibility. So it honestly makes me more mad than anything when I hear, you know, boyfriends out there and they're yelling at me that I'm the one that's controlling women. I'm like, um, Hmm. I'm not forcing women to be on birth control for my own benefit. That's you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So and whenever also, I see them out at pro-life protests, I'm like, no, you don't get to be here. No. You don't get to tell me that I'm wrong. No. But also I feel it's like, because whenever you were talking to someone and they were like, okay, uh, do you like birth control? And we were like, no, but, and they were like, okay, I'm done talking to you. And they leave. But then they are also against birth control. They're the first one to say, oh, men should get a vasectomy because they know like all the side effects that birth control has. Mm-hmm. Like they're against it too. So I'm like, we agree on that. Why are you fighting me on that? But it's just like, they just don't want to be like, they don't want to agree with you in one thing because then they would realize their whole like idea of abortion is a lie. Yeah. And I think that's why discussions are so hard to have because if they because it's almost like talking to a brick wall which is why even specifically on my instagram i try that came out mean i didn't mean it like that um on my instagram i try not to go back and forth with people because they're not going to give up even if they do agree with a certain point they're not going to give past that point because they know the more you keep breaking it down here it'll break down there it'll break down there and then by the end you're gonna they're gonna have to say something like yeah, I know it's a human and we should still kill it. And that, I mean, that's a jerk thing to say. So that's why they just kind of, and whenever you're arguing with these people, it you can't get past certain things because they just, they know their logic is flawed. And um, 
last thing to say about this and then we probably should wrap it up well, why not? because oh, go they got violent with you guys like what did they do oh, yeah we didn't touch on that um i literally was out of breath um i was standing there with a megaphone and a sign and my phone so i had three things in my hand so i was kind of defenseless in a sense i had my phone on record because i had assumed things were going to happen um and i went like I was on the curb and people started crowding into me and running my body over. So I just started screaming into my megaphone, like move away from, like get off, stop harassing me, stop touching me because then they would, what they do is they run into you and then they yell, this pro-lifer is harassing me. And I'm like, my feet have not moved. Right. My feet have not moved. You came to me and then they're covering my sign. But there was one moment where I was filming this woman because she was getting in my face. So I put my phone right in front of her to get her to back up. And she just knocked my phone out of my hand and went flying. Luckily, there was this sweet pro-life boy who like went running after my phone and grabbed it for me. But I mean, like throwing punches, I had people elbowing me and kicking me because there's so many people. It's hard to keep track of what's going so and then we also had a woman come by with spray paint spray paint a ton of our signs and then one of the sfla employees phones all over his camera i I thought one of y'all's phones got spray painted yeah that was kevin and people were spitting on you guys too right yeah yeah and spraying water and like so my funny spray story was i was i had the sign and then I saw the girl and she was like shaking it. And then I go, she has spray paint. It was like in slow motion. <laughs> she has spray paint. And then she just sprayed the side. And I was like, okay, what do I, <laughs> she's like spray it. And I'm like frozen. I'm like, okay, do I like turn my body around? Do I turn the sign around? Do I just, so then I just turned around and then she sprayed a little bit on my back, but it was just so crazy. Cause like, I had never experienced anything like that. The water, we got sprayed with water, like where I was saying, I got sprayed with water twice. And then I don't know if it was that event or another event, but I will say this too. This lady put this like thing like near my ear. It was like a, this crazy sound. And that was just, I mean, yeah, people that. were putting their the bullhorns as close to my ear. And I was like, I am actually going to start crying. I feel so overstimulated. My ears are ringing. My feet are tired. My voice is almost gone. Like it got to a point where I was like, I got to step away from this because they were getting, it was the most violent I've ever seen people at any pro-life march or rally. I mean, worse than the March for Life. The Women's March was the most violent rally I've ever been to in my entire career with Students for Life. And it was weird because it was almost like we were standing there and then like a swarm of people. It was it's so hard to explain because once again, that wasn't what I expected. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what happened. And it was just like a swarm of people just around us. And it for a little bit, it felt almost overwhelming because also too like the police officers I think they were kind of like wait what the heck is happening right now and like we would try to get someone's attention but he's dealing with that over there like they didn't have enough people there which I don't think once again I don't think they were expecting that because they were supposed to keep going like that was the thing we were going to stop at the supreme court and just stand there and then the march was supposed to keep going because they had like another block or so but everybody just just stopped stopped yeah really yeah wow it's interesting because these are the people who call voting rights in Georgia Jim Crow laws. They're the people who are talking about Black Lives Matter and how brutal the police are. Yet it sounds like, to me, the way you describe this sounds like the civil rights protests in the 1960s and how people would yes. ch- like treat 
like civil rights movement people like i mean i just think about like all the think about like all the civil rights documentaries like y'all seen where like like ruby bridges yeah like people who are like trying to make a difference are the ones that were getting beat up thrown in jail um hurt sprayed spit on it's really interesting that this liberal like these this women's group are the ones that claiming oh they're the modern day civil rights movement but it sounds like it's the complete opposite like if you compare it to the 1960s it they sound like they're the segregationalists that were spitting on people who were trying to create equal rights for everyone based on the color of their skin and last thing I'll say about this and then we can move on to the next question or whatever I really commend everybody that I've ever worked with in this movement because I have never been with anyone that punched anyone I've never been with anyone who was ever violent like that is not the group of people I have been around and I respect that so much because I think it takes more courage to have people spray water on you spray paint you and then you not like one to them granted I don't think many of us you know have... no you've been taking boxing classes I have I them? have I could have I guess question mark <laughs> But my whole point is, though, like, I just really respect that about everyone I've worked with. And I really respect that about the organization, too, because they're I mean, that's one of the things they say, like, hey, you know, don't go in looking for a fight. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think and it just I'm sorry, that just makes more sense to me than being violent. I know that people act like that's like the ultimate thing. But no, I think that's so to me, I just think violence in this regard is stupid. So, yeah, wrapping this up. Who the heck brings spray paint to a protest? I don't. <laughs> that's all I have to say. All right. Um, I that's it for today, guys. Um, Mal, you have anything? Um, just a reminder to everyone. Um, oh wait, I guess I don't because our summit's over. Well, yeah, check merch. out our summit videos. We'll be posting uh, them up gradually. Yes. Uh, great speakers. Uh, thank you, Skoda Squad, for coming on today. We're going to do one more episode of you guys this week, and we're actually going to talk about how to talk to liberal Lizzie about abortion. So thank you guys for coming on, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, everybody. Let me stop. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.